0: Pull those belts tight, put on your helmet and grab a gear. It's time for another high-speed episode of Race Chaser Media's Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputercareer.edu. Training for a better life. Let's throw the green and send it to the hosts in the studio.
1: That would be us. And that also means it's time to start talking. So, howdy, y'all. And welcome to another edition of Motorsports Madness, powered by edu, which is training for a better life. And I got through all that without having to be rebooted in the first 30 seconds of the show. That's a win. That's
2: a big win.
1: That's a big win. Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah hey, no, it's Common is coming. <laughs> Jacob Seelman, uh, joined in the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina, by uh, two familiar cohorts, Tom Baker and Randy Miller. And one, well, familiar to me, unfamiliar cohort to everybody else, Kyle McFadden joins us from Speed Sport and Sprint Car and Midget. So, in other words, he's my problem most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, He is is
2: down
3: from the... uh,
2: (laughs) Took him 30 seconds to throw you under the bus. Yeah, I was waiting for
3: it. About... Thirty seconds. in. here we go. This is what I happens. guess I'm here. Thanks, guys, for having me. This is this is this well, is really cool. It's so good to have you here. I'm we're, happy we're excited to be here.
1: He's down from so, Maryland for the last Maryland. call, not the World Finals. The last call for the yep. World of Outlaws, which has late models tonight, as this show is airing live, and last night, which was Wednesday, and we'll have Sprint cars Friday and Saturday at the dirt track at Charlotte. So that is why Kyle is here. And I just kind of commandeered him and I said, hey, come, come to a show with us. And he's like, he, he,
3: he was kind of unsure at first, but we're, we're going to have fun. So oh, uh, we're going to have a, a ton of fun. We had a lot of fun last night too we can we're gonna talk gonna about more. that later but yes. yeah we're, we're, we're
1: going have more we're going to have more fun if uh, I find a way to win fantasy this weekend I'm not <laughs> sure if that, I'm not sure if that's going to be reality but uh, you know we'll get to that later. Tom's not dinging the bell because I haven't been good all year in fantasy.
2: Well I'm also not dinging a bell because for the first time we can't vote for the same driver We have to pick different drivers since it's sure. the championship. Ah, and, and,
4: well and in I guess in defense of that Jacob doesn't have any drivers left to pick because <laughs> his final four is not in, even in the final four. So yeah, don't remind me. The rest of me. us have at least one driver.
1: Don't remind me. Not good. So uh, I sucked at that part, yes, but but this is also what happens when you predict in February and get to you know get all the way to November. A lot happens hey, in 35 races. It's true. A lot has happened in 2020. <laughs> Yeah, there's that, too. Anyhow, with that, we are already up against our first commercial break of the evening, but uh, don't go anywhere because Motorsports Madness is just getting started. So stick around, grab a drink, settle in. We'll be back with more right after this.
0: Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: I saw him last night.
2: Yes, I know he was in town because yeah. I talked to him yesterday, and he said he was uh, in town and heading for the event. So yeah,
9: he
1: you now he stopped he stopped up in the media suite last night to uh, say hi, and I wished him luck and told them, uh told him to. Uh, Go show them how it's done. So. Well,
2: Jesse, uh, for those in our audience, Jesse is running for the Arca Menards West Series Championship uh, this weekend at Phoenix. And Satra Day. by
1: Fifth, 14, 14, I think he said. 14, yeah, yeah, you're right, 14. So he, he must finish basically top 10 in order to seal it.
2: And we've got three uh, Venturini Motorsports drivers running in that race. And yeah, one do. of them, Corey Heim, will be in this studio on Monday afternoon to record the inside pass with oh, Randy and I. So, yeah. Uh, um,
1: Speaking of Venturini Motorsports yes. drivers, before we get into all the championship sure. stuff, there was a Venturini Motorsports driver that jumped off the page at me on the entry list for that Arca West race at Phoenix, if you didn't notice. Well, there's three of them. Yes. Not Corey. <laughs> yeah, Corey's entered. Well... Let me rephrase that. Repco Corey, yeah, and, and, and the third the third one's the one um, that jumped off the page at me. I forgot try, who Nick said. Try New England, Keith Rocco. That's right, Keith kid Rocco. Rocco. Yeah, kid. I, 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 saw, was...
2: I saw that, and I'm like, Kid Rock, what? <laughs> yeah, I knew Keith Rocco was going to run it. De- uh, uh, just uh, Keith is the top driver in the SK Modified division up up in the New England area, and uh, making his ARCA debut, I believe. Um, I don't think he's run Arca before. He's uh, going to drive for Venturini, and that was uh, arranged a while ago. Um, and we tried to get Keith on a show, but we just couldn't uh, make connection when uh, when we were doing a show. So, unfortunately, maybe we'll uh, get him after the race is over for uh, one of our race chaser shows. But yeah, that's that's going to be fun.
1: It's going to be a lot of fun. I uh, I definitely. Look forward to uh, look forward to seeing it uh, play out. Yeah. It's going to be fun Saturday. Al Blaine Perkins and Gracie Trotter, the two that are chasing Jesse in the battle for the Arkham Menard Series West Championship. Yep. So, I want to say maybe eight p.m. Eastern Track Pass.
2: I think so. That I sounds think it's right. Eight,
1: yeah. Yep. Anyway, uh, so let's talk about uh, the other three championships that are getting settled this weekend at Phoenix, Where and let's to start. Uh, well, let's go in order because the uh, Friday night race is the one I'm most excited about. That is the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series race. Also glad that this is the last time I have to say Gander RV and Outdoors <laughs> Truck Series because yeah. starting starting next week when the season's over, it goes back to Camping World, and that's much less of a mouthful. Yes. Whew! Thank you, Marcus Limonis. Anyway, yeah. uh, four contenders, of which 75% of them are GMS. Dear Mike Beam, I
2: like your odds.
4: Don't, <laughs> don't, 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 don't screw it up. It well, those words of n finger ends up winning. I was
2: gonna say I, I wouldn't. Uh, I I like the odds just for for numbers' sake, but uh, don't 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 count kind of M finger out. Uh, Grant is a very aggressive driver, and he'll do what he has to do. But I I just want to point out here that I've been saying for uh, like two months now. Don't fall asleep on Zane Smith. And Zane Smith is in the final four on a track that he has run very well at in the Arca series. He is very confident and very excited going into this weekend. Kyle and Zane Smith is a rookie in the truck series who knows he's coming back to GMS next year. So Zane Smith is really uh, a driver to watch this weekend because he's basically got nothing to lose. He's the dark horse, according to everybody else.
3: Yeah, for sure. Um, I haven't followed much of the trucks this year, but Zane's got, a ton of talent um I don't know if if you know his perspective too, his mindset i guess going in i mean it it's a nothing to lose mindset, but also too um is he ready for the stage? Um, oh, See yeah. that's going to be
1: and that's going to be the, know, be the big kids. question to be to be answered and and actually one that was already asked of him uh, during Championship Four media day this week. You know they said can you know can you stand up on this stage? And Zane said he believes so. So I think you have to carry some sort of belief into this. You have to believe you're ready for it. Otherwise you're you're setting yourself up to fail. He
2: passed his test at Martinsville. He had never seen that racetrack, never been on that racetrack, and showed up and ran top five and did a terrific job, Randy. I think Zane Smith is already proven that was the race that he needed to to stand up on the stage, and he did it. He's in the Final Four. He's going to a track that he likes now.
4: Yeah, as, as we headed into the summer, I mean, you know, we were kind of looking at the guys who we thought were going to be the contenders toward the end of the season, and, and I don't think anybody really – looked at zane that much at the beginning of the season i Um, did oh not not at the beginning yeah right not at the beginning but then once we came back and and they got their momentum together he started you know knocking off wins and getting top fives and and even sheldon creed you know if you look at where he was last year to where he is this year i mean it's completely almost a completely different driver um from what we saw last year and and now you know he goes in i think of the four drivers then in that running right now i think he has the most um, momentum going into this race because he's won, you know, more of his races, more of his wins have come most recently. Yeah. Um, and you know, Brett Moffat has kind of flown under the radar all season long and just kind of finds himself in the top four <laughs> again, um, again. And same thing with Grant Infinger. You know, yeah. ThorSport hasn't been that strong of a team this year, but Grant's been the strongest of those guys. And I just, when you look at those four guys together, uh, Sheldon and Zane are going to be the two that jump off the page to me. Yes, absolutely.
1: Now that being said. I like Grand Enfinger being the Thor Sport truck to challenge them mm-hmm. because I think that 98 team has been able to play very good strategy games this year they've been able to kind of be the contrarians a la brad keselowski in the cup series and they've made it pay off he and he and jeff hensley are a dangerous combination and jeff hensley is one of the few crew chiefs that i think could maybe outsmart those gms drivers en route to a championship as opposed to straight outrunning them on speed but i'm not denying that grant might be able to do that as well Key point here, and James Mellick, I kind of, it was one of those where I looked at the page and went, dang, you're right, when I realized this stat. But Grant Enfinger is hoping to give Thor Sport their first owner's championship in the truck series. The three times that Matt Crafton's won the title, all three times Kyle Busch Motorsports won the owner's championship, Good news, Kyle Busch Motorsports is not in the Final Four for the owner's playoffs. The driver and owner playoffs are the same for this last race. So whichever team wins the driver championship, that team's owner wins the owner championship.
9: Wow, that's pretty wild. See, I didn't know that either. I thought that KBM would have definitely been in there for the running for that championship again. But with them coming out there and showing their power and being able to run consistent and do what they've done this year with Grant... That gives them a shot, Um, so if they pull it off, that's awesome. Any of these guys who pull it off, that's awesome for sure. Uh, Winning an owner's championship is one of the hardest things to do, I think. A driver's championship is tough, but an owner's championship, everything has to be together all year long, no matter who's in the car, if you have subs or not, and all your teams have to rely on each other to get that championship. You lean on the manufacturer, you lean on everybody, so an owner's championship, in my mind, is the biggest prize that you can get uh, for all these guys, and since I'm going here, I'll just go ahead and throw out who I think is going to make this uh, championship fun. I think it's going to be Brett Moffitt. I think Brett Moffitt wins this, and I think he takes the championship. Uh, I think he's got the, the, um, the experience, has already done it, and plus i got a buddy on that team, and uh, I'd like to see him get himself a <laughs> championship <laughs> ring. He's been trying for a while. He moved down from New York a couple of years ago, and uh, now he has a shot to get him one, and I'd love to see him get one. So I'm going with Brett Moffitt because I want my buddy to get one.
4: That's I- interesting.
9: I'm gonna say
1: I'm I'm gonna say, I think save the other four of us for later in the show because I feel I, I think Randy wanted to tie that oh, into sorry our fantasy. In there. Well, no, I, I jumped in
4: there. Sorry. No, oh, no, saying. it's it's fine, and we, we can kind of you know add in the trucks and, and Xfinity Series things. But what I was I was thinking when he was talking about, mm-hmm. you look at you know as, as you said, three of the four guys in this chase are all GMS drivers. So Enfinger An- is the only one that's not a GMS driver, but he has three other teammates that don't have anything to lose that can help him win this championship just by virtue of being in the right place at the right time. All the GMS trucks are yes, they're a team, but they're also going to be fighting amongst themselves because they all three want to be a champion. So they're not willing to help each other as much as the ThorSport drivers are because none of the other guys on the ThorSport team have anything to lose other than helping Grant win that championship for ThorSport. Exactly, which could be a good thing for Grant and a bad
1: thing for the rest of GMS because you've got three trucks out of one shop. Oh, and, and you want to throw this wrinkle in there, too? GMS had three days in the last week where their shop didn't even have power because of the tropical storm that came in. Oh, really? They had, oh, to, really? Hook, they had wow. to hook up the generators from the pit boxes just to have power to get the trucks ready to go. Wow. And J- James is sitting here because James works in the uh, Levine <laughs> Family Racing Shop, and he's sitting here uh, making faces, and I- I'm sure he, he knows full well. Well, how crazy that is. got to step aside and take a break. We'll be back with more Motorsports Madness in a couple of minutes.
10: How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411
5: or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff, or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054.
10: Hi, this is Tom Ingram, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
2: Welcome
1: back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life, Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Randy Miller, and special guest host for the evening, Kyle McFadden, who uh, works with me, alongside me at SpeedSport and Sprint Car and I'm sorry, Kyle. (laughs) Thanks, Randy. (laughs) <laughs> I knew, I knew, I knew the jabs were going to start coming eventually. The gray I just, hair will start I, I any just have well. to. Yes, I
4: lost
3: Look at some mine. hair. I think in my forty-eight hours. I worked I with them six years
9: already. Look at
3: mine. Gee, that gotta, no, I'm just joking. No, you
9: were like that, you. that long
1: before oh, I yeah, met man. you. Damn. Don't oh, even. The bald
2: spot got much bigger. It's big enough to park a tractor trailer in now.
1: <laughs> Ouch. James Malik is punching <laughs> buttons and may take us off the air if we keep this up. So let's talk. With, oh, let's, it's entertaining. Let's talk
2: racing, though. Yes, Notice let's talk about we race We're, fun of. What are we talking? Are you still trucks are we doing Um Xfinity? Well, you
1: know, Tyler Ankrum brought us back from, uh, from break there and got me thinking, you know, Yes, this championship four has been strong this year, but Phoenix is a track that lends itself to some excitement and could yes. open the door for a potential winner outside the championship four. You know, last year we saw at Homestead, Austin Hill wasn't in the final four, won the race. Uh, Matt Crafton ended up winning the championship, finishing second or third, I think it was, third. Um, so, you know, you you had all of those things to uh, to stop and consider, and, and Phoenix, again, racing kind of like a short track. Could there be an upset winner outside the championship contenders? And we'll go around the table on this. If so, who? Tom.
2: Well, I mean, I on my computer screen, I have five through thirteen in points. Okay. okay. Matt Crafton, Austin Hill, Christian Eckes, Ben Rhodes, Tyler Ankrum, Todd Gilliland, Derek Kraus, Raphael and Johnny Sauter. Pick one. <laughs> um, I mean, really, it could be anybody. I, I think if I'm if I'm watching anybody in particular. Uh, I'm watching Christian Ekkis because that that kid's going to be out to prove something. I mean, I'm sure he'll be back next year, but man, um, he's done everything but win. So if I'm looking outside of the top four, I'm looking at Ekkis. But again, you got Crafton and Hill sitting there. Yes, Kyle? you do. Um,
3: take my opinion with a grain of salt, um, but. Ben Rhodes has seemed to have speed yes. all year. Oh, yes. he just can't seem to complete a race. Ben Rhodes is also motivated uh, after the whole mad. yeah. I just <laughs> yeah. For, for some reason <laughs> Ben be is mad. Ben was the, the one guy that kind of stuck out to me, and I didn't really have to put much thought into it. I just think Ben Rhodes could be the guy that could kind of yes uh, shake things up a little bit up front. Oh, he's so, ar- oh, talk oh, he's about nothing it. to lose. Yeah. He, ben he, Rhodes he, has nothing to lose. He's already shaken things yes, up. We know. What he can do? Yes, Yes. we do, Randy. And And shaking. There are 35
4: drivers who are going to try to stop Ben Rhodes from doing that, though. After (laughs) the last (laughs) two weeks that he's had. Yeah. Um. When I look at the guys not in the top four, it's hard for me to believe that a guy like Austin Hill isn't in the final four. And and I know it's the second year in a row that he hasn't been, but he is coming back to Hattori next year, so he'll have another opportunity to make the final four. But uh, you can never count Austin Hill out on any race that he's a part of. And and so I, I feel like if anybody outside the top four is going to see victory lane tomorrow night. It will be Austin Hill.
9: And I agree with you. If I am not mistaken here, you can probably confirm this for me there, Jacob. I think that team has won both of the final races the last two years because two years ago yes. they had yep. Brett Moffitt, who won the championship, and last Austin, year, Austin Hill, Hill won last the race. Year. Yep, that's so correct. So they're going for a three-peat. I think they know how to end the year on a high note. They like to celebrate all year long while you're not racing. So I think they're and do it uh, three times in a row. Wow. Bold prediction, but I like it. Uh, So for me,
1: when I look at this, uh, I I tend to believe that there's one other crew chief that is smart enough to outsmart the field. This is also a track where uh, this team has been particularly strong over the years. I am actually going to go with Christian Eckes as my potential spoiler kbm is always good at phoenix so you're agreeing with me yes i am mark it
9: down
2: y- y'all better run
9: we better because we gotta hear that bell something ding bad's about to
2: happen here Jake... <laughs> right, he broke so it the bell's broken oh, there's there's we cord. there oh,
1: we go oh there we go
2: yeah <laughs> that cord stuck in it
1: there we go <laughs> yes welcome yes. to 2020 yeah Yes, I like KBM's numbers at Phoenix. I, I, I like Ekis and I like Rudy Fugel. Rudy is, we, we know, and we know Rudy's going to want to go out with a bang, too, don't we, Tom, before he jumps up to the Cup Series sure, and gets a, gets a well-deserved promotion,
2: I might add. Now, I didn't, didn't even think about that. I'm not picking Christian to win. I'm just saying he's my dark horse out of the top four. Right. I'm not necessarily picking him to actually win. Why Are you right, picking right. him
3: to win, Jacob? Are you specifically no, picking no, him I,
2: on? I think he has a. I think he. W- I think he could have a
1: shot to win. I'm not. No, I'm not picking him to win either. I think a championship driver is going to win the race. But if there's somebody who has a shot to upset the apple cart, so to speak, the 18 trucks, the truck, I think will do it. I agree. He's got the goods to do it. Yep. All right. Let's shuffle. Uh, shuffle over to Xfinity now for a little bit. And chat. Uh, well, when, when we get to the Who Could Spoil the Xfinity Series party, I already know where that's going because uh, there's been a lot of that lately. Anyhow, uh, Championship Four first, including one driver who is coming into Phoenix on a bit of a high for more than just making the Championship Four, but having a, a, a job extension too, Tom. Justin Allgeyer has nothing to lose because he's got a ride for 2021 and everything to gain in the form of a championship that's never quite totally happened.
2: <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you said a lot of things in that relatively short little speech there. Sorry. <laughs> um, well,
4: but Have you it, met Jacob? It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but,
2: but you you look at Justin Allgaier and that's it's he, he's really this this mass of contradictions because yeah. he's driving for Junior Motorsports, he's he's probably the longest tenured racer with the exception of maybe a couple back in the pack or whatever, in NASCAR that's in the Xfinity series and certainly the veteran of the Final Four. And yet this is a driver who can't seem to close the deal. So maybe this might be his year to do that. I don't think so. I'm not picking him, but this might be his year to do that.
1: We're it going the Phoenix yeah. not homestead that may help. Well, and see, that's the big thing too, because Justin Allgaier has a couple Very, of wins yes. at Phoenix, including, yep. I believe, yep. the one, the most recent race in March too. I, I think, think he did, I think he won the Xfinity Brandon race Jones back in won March. Oh no, March. that's did right.
3: Justin oh. won it last year. That's right. Okay. That's right. That's I'm right. He won to make the final right four now. last yeah. year. Yeah.
1: So, so I mean, he he's got a good track record at this race. This is going to be an interesting fight because. And see, this is going to be an interesting championship weekend because before you knew to be good at Homestead, there was one skill set that was going to get you a win at Homestead and a championship, and that's rim riding basically against, against the, the outside wall, wall yep. which is why I think we saw several drivers excel there over the years. This is a little oh, bit more wide open. Phoenix is a break. lot more of a driver's tra- a, a driver's track. It runs more like a short track. I think you could see somebody move somebody late in the race if you get close enough uh, when we get to talking about cup in a little bit, we do have the big motor small blade package. Yeah. So yay. I'm excited. That, Finally. <laughs> yes. We're 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 gonna end with a good thing here. So anyway, sorry, back to Xfinity before I get too sidetracked. <laughs> Aldire could be a threat. Not not my pick to win the championship though, sorry. Um a tenth win in a championship. It. Would we be able to have any superlatives left to talk about Chase Briscoe if he goes out and wins to win the championship this weekend?
2: No. Um, and, I, and again, if, if, if you know, if you need motivation, he and his wife um, coming off yet another unfortunate tragedy, and I, I just, I think Chase is going to be ready to buckle down. He's going to Cup next year. I think they're going to be ready to. Um, to, he's going to be loaded for bear this weekend, and I, I definitely think Chase is the absolute clear-and-cut favorite to win at Phoenix. Um, I, Gosh, uh, 10 wins. He, he wanted eight, got eight, then added another one. So I don't know what else you can say about him except uh, welcome to the Cup Series.
1: Yeah, no kidding,
3: Kyle. I mean, yeah, he.
1: It's very rare we see this kind of domination in
3: the Xfinity series. Yeah, for sure. Um, Chase is my pick, Um, personally. You know the story. We all know what you know. He's he's gone through, and I mean, nine wins this year. Him winning on Saturday for his tenth win and the championship to wrap up. You know this astounding year for him as he makes the move up the cuff. I mean, it, it just makes sense to me. Um, but the one guy, though, that could spoil that is Justin. So uh, Allgaier, sorry. I've got Allgaier. There's two Justins in there. Yeah. I forgot about Justin Haley. Sorry, Justin Haley. Well, Yeah, don't um, don't sleep on the...
1: Not sleeping I, on I Justin have Allgaier Haley. fourth of the four for me, believe it or
4: not. Randy, I'll go to you first and then I'll explain really? why I say that. Yeah. That's actually pretty interesting. I, I don't know that that Allgaier would finish that far down, but if you look at, I mean, all season long we've talked about um, Chase Briscoe and, and Austin Cedric and how you know dominant they've been and how they traded race wins all season long. Cedric hasn't won a race since what June I think or July something. It's been a while July, since he's yes. actually won a race. So um, not to count him out because obviously all it takes is one race to win the championship. And and I think. A lot of the media and a lot of the, you know, going into this race has been all about Chase Briscoe and if he can win 10 races and win the championship and about Justin Allgaier and how Allgaier, you know, won Phoenix last year to make it into the chase. But I don't uh, – something in my mind tells me that when you look at somebody like Justin Haley who has absolutely nothing to lose, uh, again, a driver who's Dark going to be back 11. at college next year. Yeah, I'm, I'm good friends with Chris Rice. I know what that team has done this week and the last couple of weeks to get ready for this particular race. Every th- every preparation that they made at College Racing was about this race. It had nothing to do with going into the you know all the other races. It was all about going to Phoenix and winning the championship and getting Justin Haley and College Racing their first championship. I, I something tells me that that he's going for broke and he's going to win. So
1: I like it and and you know what I love seeing Colleg Racing in with a shot at a championship. You know I talked to Matt Colleg back in September for. Uh, SpeedSport Magazine story and he told me at that point that you know this is a team we want to be contending for championships every year we've built from the ground up we feel we're ready they proved they're ready yep. and I have to eat crow on this show because I really thought that Chastain was going to be the colleague driver that made the final four and Justin Haley texted me Monday morning and said got you didn't I I said yes you did uh-huh. yes you did well, you didn't and get me because we're going to take a break We'll be back with more right after this.
10: How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411
5: or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees. How would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation?
7: Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com.
3: Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening
0: to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: <laughs> Welcome back to the madness. Malik tried to mute me. Oh, this hey, is I gonna... had
9: you on for it was over, didn't I? This is I just wanted be... to make sure the whole guitar got put in there.
1: This is gonna be a long segment. All right, fair enough. I'll, I'll, I'll give him that one, I guess. I just to remind you, who is yeah, hey, Tom's muted too. Well,
2: yeah. He's wanted to remind yeah. you who is really in control of the show. He he's really in
1: control of the show because now he had you muted too. This yeah. is oh
2: boy. boy we need the we're opposite going. We're falling the apart. <laughs> well, it's election apart over So here. mass confusion on the show matches what's going on in real life. Right yeah, now, something yeah. like that. Welcome yeah, back yeah, to Motor Fourteen Madness. Life.
1: Powered by mycomputercareer.edu training for a better life. And if you're looking for a first career, a second career, a new career, a career in general, Tom, My Computer Career can help you. Just don't
2: ask them how to reboot me because that's a very, very difficult skill to acquire. It's a complex issue, uh, but uh, they can teach you how to do that. Uh, <laughs> shall I continue or do you want yeah, no, to? No, please continue. Okay, so, I,
1: I gave you the cue and you just, Well,
2: man. But we never do this in a long segment. So My Sorry. Computer Career, Uh, is the place to go if you're looking for, as Jacob rightly said, a first, second, or third career. Um, My computer career might be a great option for you. It's IT training, and IT is one of the fastest growing industries in the entire country. There are currently about a quarter of a million jobs that are unfilled right now because there's far more demand than there is supply of trained individuals to fill those positions. That that trend is expected to only increase through the 2020s. So My Computer Career is a great place to get that training to fill one of those positions. And here's how easy it is. Go to the website, mycomputercareer.edu. Take the free career evaluation. If you decide you want to pursue your training, it's really, really not time invasive here. One to two training sessions a week, one to two days a week online, that's it. And in as little as four to six months, you could be ready to go out into the workforce. Financial aid is available if you qualify, including the GI Bill. And when you're ready to go out in the workforce, My Computer Career will work with hundreds of employers to get you placed. So you have nothing to lose here and everything to gain. My Computer Career is a qualified and really Actually, more, uh, it's almost like having a mentor as you go through this journey rather than just somebody teaching you courses. My Computer Career really wants to see you succeed, and they will treat you like family. So, check them out mycomputercareer.edu. It is training for a better life. And we want to thank uh, Tony and the folks at My Computer Career for being such avid supporters of the programming here on Race Chaser Radio.
1: Back to you, Jacob. And I will take it right to the Cup Series. And before we talk about the Championship 4, let's talk about the guy that's not in the Championship 4 and get opinions on... Well, no, not oh. that one. But yet, him, him, Kyle he's Bush. not in it either. No. Try, try, try the guy that won nine times this year. Oh, some Kevin happy? Har- yeah, some unhappy. Ca- unhappy. Yeah. Kevin Harvick was yeah, not happy. His fans are unhappy. His nah. fans. Oh my gosh! Uh, nah social happy. social media like exploded after Martinsville when Kevin uh, tried to hook Kyle and instead <laughs> wrecked himself, and Kyle came across the line and didn't lose a spot, and Kevin was eliminated, and just I didn't know what to say. I, I really didn't. And you know what? I like Kevin, and some people that I know really well work on the four team, but I didn't feel sorry that Kevin got eliminated. Do better. I'm sorry. That's it. Do better. He was terrible in the round of eight. As far as I'm concerned, that doesn't get you a championship for birth Ever. No. Not at all.
2: Tom. Well, look. I mean, the argument is... He won nine times. He won the regular season championship. So he gets to now somehow he should just have a right to run for the championship. Well, guess what? If you win your conference in the NFL, you still got to play the playoff games. You don't get to the Super Bowl. Um, And if you're eight and eight and you beat an undefeated team in the playoffs, that undefeated team doesn't go to the Super Bowl. It's that simple. Um, you can hate the system if you want, but the system did what it was supposed to do. Kevin Harvick had to get two more points in the round. That's it, two. And he would have been in the, in the uh, championship four. He could not pass Joey Logano and that Kansas race and the crash at Texas is what cost him the final four. I love the way this system worked and I, I there is no way you can justify saying, well, the playoffs don't work because Kevin Harvick did everything he could do. He just had a bad round. And sometimes that happens.
3: Exactly. Exactly. Pop off, Tom. I'm <laughs> <Pop> off. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it um he just didn't perform. You know, performance is value now more than ever before and and he just quite simply didn't perform i coach basketball right so if if my team if we win our or if we win our regular season conference does that mean we get an automatic bid going into the conference championship no we got to play our way in that's right right we may have to play the lower seed right but if you don't prepare well uh and and if the ball doesn't bounce your way like you say and kevin's shoes some things didn't go his way. That's sports. You know, it happens exactly. sometimes, too. Um, it's honestly weird because the last time I was down here in Charlotte was covering the NCAA tournament when Virginia lost to U- UMBC in, ah, in the, the first si- round. The old
1: 16 beats
2: My the
3: goodness. 1. And, yeah. and this and this Harvick scenario brings back those kind of memories not to that degree. There are no 16s in this. Final but there's four. no wow. 16s in this final four, but ones. you know. So just remember what you're dealing with here in this playoff format. I'm not a huge fan of, but does it create excitement? Does Heck, it, yes, it does, does it reward performance? Do. Yes, which is what matters yes. most. Yes. Yes, See, and that's the why the season. that's to, why right. uh you know it it's exciting, you know. To and me, we, yeah. Yeah. To me I love this
1: because This system, Randy, makes you step up, I think, even more than the old chase system. You cannot have one bad race. As Noah Gregson in the Xfinity series evidenced, he had one bad race and finished second or third in the other the other five, and he's not running for a championship. You have to be perfect through these playoffs, and Kevin Harvick wasn't.
4: Yeah, it's the tell of two tapes, right? Because I mean, look at Chase Briscoe. Uh, you know, he won eight eight times, nine times already, and he's in the final four. Denny Hamlin won eight seven times, eight times. He's in the final four. So obviously, the system does what it's supposed to do, as Tom said. It it works it, and it rewards performance, which is yep. what you want it to do. You're, it's a NASCAR race. These guys are – this is not a new system. Like we didn't just you know wake up in 2020 and go, hey, let's make a playoff system. This has been around for, what, close to 20 years now or, what, 15 years or so now. So these guys know what they need to do week in and week out to make it to the Final Four. So I feel like sometimes these guys, especially like Kevin Harvick, you get into a routine where you've won – Multiple times, and you start not necessarily relaxing, but you start letting your guard down a little bit because you think, Hey, I've already made it into the playoffs, I can relax a little bit. And then people start catching up to you that you dominated the first half of the season. Now, all these guys are starting to come around Hendrick Motorsports, you know, all these other teams, Penske has come around now, and now they've caught up to where you thought you were at the beginning of the season, and now you're scrambling around trying to defend yourself, and you end up getting into a wreck or wrecking somebody else, and now you're not in the Final Four anymore, and, you know, you brought it all on yourself.
2: Think about this,
4: guys. Um,
2: look at it this way. Okay, if if we were under the old system, Kevin Harvick would have already won the championship. Oh, my gosh, yes. It would have been wrapped up, two races to go. So these last two races would have been much more like just other races. There would have been very little drama. Now you can say, well, it's manufactured drama, but the system's the same for everybody. I'm gutted for Kevin and the team um I can't imagine what that feels like to be this close and then not be in after the season you've had, but that's the way this works, and you know they just did not have a good they didn't finish well in the in in the in this last round, so um Don't be surprised if Harvick goes out and smokes him at Phoenix, though. (laughs) Because, again, he's going to be a little – I think they're all going to have a little
4: chip on their shoulder. He's not the first driver that's had that happen.
9: See, I was thinking about what Randy said there, how he said they went out and they dominated the first half of the year. Um, The first half of the year, that just shows that the other teams that were not uh, able to beat the four-car, they worked so much harder on developing for the chase when the four-car got relaxed. And they were like, "Hey, we got you know. Not I'm not saying they got yeah, relaxed, but they they, they yeah, um they, the they didn't develop the quite as much. Yes, like they let their guard because down a little
4: bit. they were sa- not right. sailing, but they were they knew they were in a comfortable spot. They didn't yes. have to work as hard to get there. So you know the, know other the other teams had to work playoffs, harder to go get them. strong. Yeah. The yes. First round. You, oh,
3: you naturally you don't did. press as hard to catch up. Exactly. So
9: the other teams were working harder to research and develop that speed to catch that four car. And they caught
2: up right in the nick of time. Sure did. Three-week blocks is what this is, and you got to be good for three weeks at a time. And he just hasn't had a good three weeks. That's correct. The classic
3: peak too soon.
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: With that being said, we have four drivers, Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano, Denny Hamlin, and Chase Elliott, who will run for a championship Sunday in what unfortunately is one of the most Cliche, corny named races in the world. Dear NASCAR, what are you doing? The season finale 500. I'm
2: not kidding. This is
1: actually a thing.
3: When you showed me that, I thought that was like... It's not a joke. (laughs) A joke.
2: I hope they didn't spend too much money on a marketing firm to come up with that one. (laughs) Anyway. Why did not they just call it the last race 500?
4: I don't know. Don't give them any ideas. Yeah. Yeah. the race hasn't happened yet
1: <laughs> right. anyhow team penske has 50 percent of the championship for you got a gibbs car and a hendrick car does any of that matter all three manufacturers well, well there's that too and chevy being in this important. for the first time since jimmy johnson's title in 2016 is a big deal
2: well and <laughs> chase elliott being the chevy is a big deal mm-hmm. and uh Yeah, Chase, I think, is the straw that stirs to drink in this Final Four. And how many little feuds between drivers in this Final Four can we come up with here? You know, you you got Chase and Denny. You got Chase and Joey. You got Brad and... Uh, uh, everybody else Danny. in the world. Well, you basically ha- have... Uh, almost everybody's had a feud with everybody else in this Final Four, even to the degree of Kozlowski and Logano, more or less unspoken, but certainly... Yeah, Logano wasn't
1: happy with Kozlowski for a while. I can't remember which race it was well, earlier this went year. the but... other
2: way a week or two, too. So it's, it's, you know, again, this is a very contentious Final Four. So they're not... going to be fun. There are no teammates here. I can promise you Logano and Kozlowski are not going to... Um, they're not gonna give each other any uh, space now
1: coolest thing about this uh, we'll, we'll have more conversation on the uh, the cup final four you know c- going through the the transition segments here uh, in a couple of minutes as well but coolest thing that I have found so far about Kislowski getting ready for this championship uh, he said yesterday as they were going through stuff and he was getting ready to uh, you know head out get get his stuff together for Phoenix he said his wife uh, Paige found the giant Pilsner glass oh, that good. he used on, they, on Sports oh, Center when he won the championship in 2012. The problem? It still had beer in it. <laughs> Brad said it's been deep cleaned, thoroughly sanitized, and, and if he wins the championship this weekend, it will make a reappearance.
2: That's funny. Wow. I kind of
1: I I hope he does just so we can see the
4: big. Right. Beer. He's a few yeah. years older beer. now though. So. That
2: is the skunky beer story of the decade.
1: I bet, he, I bet he
4: can't hold his liquor as well as he could in 2012. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He couldn't hold
2: I it very well in 2012. Exactly. Uh, can can imagine was, what that sports highlight is going to look like.
3: He was zonked.
2: By yeah. oh. <laughs> the time he got to the presser, he was having a good time. Oh
1: yeah. Oh, man! I kind of want to see Brad win it just for just for the yeah, entertainment exactly. value of that yeah. We don't
3: yeah. root for drivers, but we can root for entertainment we can, yes,
1: we can absolutely root for entertainment 100%. that's right, oh man, it's gonna be good like I said, we're gonna continue talking Cup Series championship four in the next couple segments here, but we do have to get ready to step aside, take a commercial break uh. Man, this has been fun so far, and we're not even halfway through yet. That is a good sign for the rest of this show. So, with that, James Malick's going to punch a button. We're going to go to break, and when we come back, more Motorsports Madness powered by My Computer Career. Don't go anywhere. Can I be sad that Ross Chastain didn't make the Xfinity Final Four only because I would I would have loved to have seen how many watermelons got smashed if he won the championship.
2: (laughs) Well, he sure would have. Here's the deal, though. He's still going to race to win. Yes. I want to
1: see a I want to see a melon smash if he wins the race.
2: I just hope that they explain to him that you've got a teammate running for the championship. Don't wreck him.
1: I don't think he was saying don't
2: beat him. If you can beat him, don't don't wreck wreck him. him.
1: Ross Chastain winning and Justin Haley finishing second at Phoenix would be the greatest thing ever. Because you get the watermelon smash. And the championship. Yes. Yes. There you go. Yes, absolutely. Anyway, <laughs> Motorsports Madness, powered by my <laughs> Edu training for a better life. Jacob Skillman, Tom Baker, Randy Miller. Kyle McFadden is uh, ma- doubling the speed sport clan for the night around the—well, it's mm-hmm. not a round table anymore. It's more of a desk, but it's a saying. <laughs> James Mellick is punching buttons and keeping us going, and this show has been halfway off the rails already. Uh, we've been talking championship, going to continue to talk uh, cup championship here as we uh, as we roll through— Make it quick. Who who do you have as the championship favorite, Tom? I didn't say who do you think's going to win it. I said who do you think the favorite is? Chase Elliott. Really? Yep. Okay. come Kyle. back to me. Come back to okay. me. Okay. <laughs> He's debating, Randy. I am debating.
4: I'm 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 going to go with Hamlin cuz Hamlin's won more races than anybody else in the four.
1: Malik is also going to say Hamlin. Yep, because he agree, can't say yeah, Chris Bell.
2: This <laughs> yeah. One. yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Hamlin. He gets out of his contract for this one because right. Chris Bell is one of the options. That's
1: correct. Yep, <laughs> um, Hamlin all day. Still, still Gibbs though. So believe it or not, I'll say Joey. Okay, I'm going. I, I was going the other direction on the Penske train. I think Brad. Actually, I, I do think Brad. Yes, I know Joey has the most recent Phoenix win of the bunch after <laughs> winning there in March, but. Brad traditionally has been a short track guy, whether it's Phoenix, Martinsville, or the like. I I think that two car is going to be extra aggressive. Uh, this weekend, and I think it will pay dividends for him. I really believe that he's got
4: 128 ounces of motivation too. <laughs> 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 yes,
1: that 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 I want. I like I said during the last segment, I want to see that Pilsner glass make it happen. That is for sure. So, anyway, with all that said, we got to get ready to take another break. We'll be back with the second half of Motorsports Madness in a couple of minutes. Don't go anywhere.
12: Here's an important message from Rad and this station.
11: You may not witness bullying like this every day.
2: Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council.
5: You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304 304- Four seven two five eight four four four. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it.
4: Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Isn't it? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Welcome back to the madness, uh, powered by my computer crew dot edu. not wrong.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Not going there. No. Jake-
2: <laughs> Sorry. For those of you listening to the show, you no, know, we can't. Well, we could, but we're not going to. chaos. Into, yeah.
1: Yeah. Motorsports Madness, powered by My Computer Career.edu, just jumped every track in the book. And now we, we, we need to hit reboot.exe now. You're welcome, Cisco Scaramuza. Anyway, Jacob Sealman, Tom Baker, uh, Randy Miller, Kyle McFadden, James Mellick's punching buttons and <laughs> shaking his head
2: Cisco at all of a, us. Cisco
1: has a new boss now. He, uh, well, not exactly. Kind of, sort of, yes. Um, We can, we can mention Trust that me. in this segment. Sure, yeah. why not? It was news this week. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has been signed as the newest uh, executive director of iRacing.com. I'm here for it. He's been part of it for a long time, Tom. Now it's just official, as he
2: said. But here's the thing for me that's the head scratcher. This is not a consultancy. This is not, well, we're going to bring Dale in to give us some advice about this or that. His list of responsibilities covers like six different jobs. Oh, yeah. He's... is he moving to New England here, or is iRacing coming to Junior Motorsports? Huh. Or how is Dale going to do this, do the NBC and all the rest of it at the same time? That well, a-
1: NBC's only se- NBC's only the second half of the year, and it, the way it looks uh, amid the pandemic, they've not been using... All of this. So they've been breaking their four-man booth up a little bit. They've not been using everybody on every Xfinity and Cup broadcast, yeah. if you've noticed. So I imagine uh, they're trying to kind of balance everybody's schedules out a little bit more on the NBC side and have them not running across the country every single week, which is smart. <laughs> Um, I think uh, I was reading it to a lot of, and, and my understanding is a lot of what they're going to have Junior, uh, cons, you know, being involved with is going to be stuff he can video conference up to Massachusetts and do, and not not have to be on site there. He can help with a lot of the uh, the sim ideas, brainstorming, design, all that type of stuff uh, via that's video comp. Yeah, couldn't uh, you oh, just no, bought it, iRacing? Well, I was just about <laughs> well, to say that's going to be the next. He could uh, have, have been the boss hear. instead yeah. of one of the bosses hes I, I mean, he's kind of sort of been one of the bosses unofficially for a exactly. long time. I mean, yeah. it, it, he's amazing. the one that basically shoved them to do National Fairgrounds earlier this year. So there's yeah. that, too. Anyway, yeah, second half's just getting started. Take a break back after this. You
5: own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving.
3: Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: So as this show is airing live, and this is going to be a transition kind of into what's happening this weekend at the Dirt Track at Charlotte Motor Speedway for the World of Outlaws' last call. As this show is being taped and aired live, night two, of the late model last call is on track. And Kyle McFadden, I'll I'll let you make the point on this, because this this is from the penthouse one night, basically, to the outhouse the next night. Donnie Schatz, 11 time... Sorry, not 11 time, 10 time. (laughs) He's going for 11 this weekend. (laughs) World of Outlaws uh, sprint car champion. Ran fourth in the late model feature one night ago. That's impressive. And unfortunately... He got drop kicked right out of the show in the second night because he you know, B Main's the top two transfer and he
3: was seventh. So you go that's from late model racing, you, you go from top yep. five to it's not so even making the show. It's so competitive, and those cars are so technical too. So um, you know, one little thing off on the setup that can cost you. Um, so yeah, I mean that's late model racing in a nutshell for you there. Um, model
2: racing to me is the most competitive form of racing out there. I think.
3: It, I, think right. I think you're. I think you're right about that. Field for sure. When
2: you get one of these big all-star shows like this, for sure. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So that's a shocker, though. Um, yep. Just based off of how he but ran that, last night, but not really. his again, fute, though. <laughs> no.
2: I mean, I'm not saying he's not good at. It. I'm just saying that's right. not his main thing. For he's not know.
3: Kyle Larson, for sure. Yeah.
2: Well, even with Kyle, you can't just come in. And do late models occasionally and just count on you being successful because you're you. You know, Donnie Mm -hmm. Schatz is a sprint car driver. Right. He does a great job in the late models, but he's not, you know,
1: he loves the
3: challenge of uh, having to drive. So just to
1: be that
0: guy,
1: I was just to be that guy. Um, there uh, is. we mentioned the one person that can jump in a late model and just be him and it works and that is Kyle Larson uh, because not only yeah not not only is he in the show tonight and going to have a shot to go for a 43rd win on dirt in 2020 he reset the world of outlaws late model I'll repeat late model track record last night during qualifying and then broke his own record tonight <laughs> oh wow Yes, oh, that,
4: so that's wow. Tom,
1: you, fourteen ta- one you, eight three. You can take back your comment 14, about you can't just jump 1, in these cars 8, and be good just by 3. being you. Kyle no, but, Larson is superhuman; he can do that. Yeah,
2: but let me let me restate: he he qualified at that speed, okay. It's different when you're racing and all I'm saying is from night to night the track completely changes and Kyle's right. These cars are super sensitive. Kyle Larson can be Kyle all he wants, but that doesn't mean they're gonna not gonna miss the setup. And all he has to be is off by a little, and you end up in a B main. And, you know, it's just very, it's a very, very competitive, and these guys are aggressive when they come here. It's the end of the year. All the the names are here, and it's the last-ditch effort for everybody, so nobody's taking it easy.
1: No, they're not. This is the final night of the World of Outlaws Late Model season. Brandon Shepard has wrapped up that championship for the third time. It's the seventh tour title for the Rocket One house car, which won four championships with Josh Richards uh, prior to B. Shep getting behind the wheel. Sprint cars take center stage Friday and Saturday. Woo, my favorite form of racing. Let's go. Yes, let's go. Kyle, like me, is a sprint car guy.
2: Will you be in attendance? Absolutely, hey, I will. So we will I else?
1: will be, Friday and will. Saturday. Uh, I look forward to it. Brad Sweet is on the cusp. It's not final, but on the cusp of a second straight World of Outlaws Sprint Car Championship. If he finishes ahead of Logan Shuhart on Friday night, he will lock it up by signing in on Saturday. If Shuhart finishes ahead of Sweet, then he takes it to, to Saturday, even though
3: it's, it's, it's a long shot. Kyle, it's not impossible, but it's a long shot. Yeah, we've seen crazy things happen with Brad Sweet this year, too. Not that we want to unearth those kind of flashbacks for him where he went through that one stretch of, what, Jacob, like three DNFs in a row, four DNFs in a row. Like, it was like crazy stuff happening, too, right? Like, wheels were falling off, and then he would just... Yeah, just... So, uh, but barring anything uh, uh, of those circumstances uh brad's gonna be locking up his second uh championship on uh saturday can, can,
2: can i give a, a bell to for the fact that logan Schuhart is actually running for a championship yeah on for the sure final night of the season yeah yeah that gets a I'm gonna take
3: two two bells totally gets a game three four five uh, pa okay, posse let's go bells.
2: Sorry. Um. Yeah, Logan Shoey. I mean, there again. For those who aren't familiar, Logan Shuehart, That team came from Pennsylvania. For uh, they're they're posse people, basically. Um, and that team has grown into. Um, a a full time World of Outlaws team, and in just a couple of seasons, they're running for a championship. I think that is doggone impressive.
1: Absolutely, Scrum it is. Impressive. Bobby Allen, otherwise affectionately known as Scruffy, Scruffy, uh, ha- has made it happen. You know, they have worked hard for everything they've gotten. Yep. It's a rags to riches story. They have earned sponsorship between Dryden and uh, some of the you know some of the other partners that they've been able to bring on board. It's been so cool to watch their rise. It yep. kind of reminds it's it reminds me in a way of the furniture row racing story in yeah. NASCAR that came from good, nothing yeah, right. to you know eventually win a championship and I see a championship in shark racings future Tom I really do
2: um yeah I do too I mean he's got a mathematical shot this year um I think it may I think it could be next year well I'm just saying he has a chance right this, this year right
3: and that experience is invaluable too yeah. to to put the team through that and and just to learn in those pressure circumstances and um you know just the style of racing too uh seems to be a little more different than than what you see when you're racing for fourth fifth sixth you know seventh you know top four you know it gets pretty intense up there obviously so uh that experience is invaluable even if he doesn't come out with the championship.
1: Donnie Schatz is not mathematically out of it either, but he's got to beat both Schuhart and Sweet both nights and hope at least Sweet has some problems, I think, one of the nights in order to have a realistic shot. So more than likely, Kyle, uh, the 11th, outlaw championship for Donnie is gonna have to wait at least one more year but I do feel like that 15 teams getting back on the horse at the end of the year and that could be trouble for 2021
3: I think they are back on the horse um you know they have that new Ford engine that they had to figure out and um in hindsight looking back at this year um not really surprised um that you know the performance hasn't been there up to his standard but let's be real like we're saying Donnie had an awful year, right? And he's in third points. So yeah, <laughs> um, so it, it, it'll be the worst. And won the he's national in- open at Williams Grove. Yeah, so, it'll be the worst. He's uh, finished in points third. Will be the
1: worst. He's finished in points in uh, since two thousand and yeah, I think five
3: or six. Sounds about right.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's been first or second in championship points in fourteen straight seasons.
3: Yeah, I mean it. It's so hard to. To keep that, you know, to sustain that. At yes. some point, you not fall off the rocker or, or fall off, but, I mean, that's that's so hard to maintain. But I do believe next year, next year, I don't want to talk about next year right now, but Donnie Schatz is definitely back in the hunt. They're figuring out the year. Ford motor. There's, that That's the big thing. They're figuring more, the motor out. Yep.
2: There's more competition now. Th- in then in then the that's a very than, good point. than there was even three or four years ago. Very I think. good point. Legitimate. You got shark racing. You're going to have others next year. Absolutely. Uh, and,
1: and in an interesting nugget, uh, three Casey Kane racing cars this weekend. The Boss is yes, pulling out James I heard McFadden's that. backup car to take a run at it. The 9K will be in action Friday and Saturday. So, you know, any extra help, any extra notes is all a good thing if you're trying to lock away a second championship. And to me, you know, yes, a champ- one championship was good last year. I still didn't necessarily put Brad Sweet in the elite category. But a second championship, if he pulls it off, To me, makes Brad Sweet one of the true elite sprint car drivers of the era, not just of his generation, really of the era because there are very few drivers that have been able to win multiple World of Outlaws championships and for Brad to potentially put his name on that list maybe as soon as Friday night is is a really really significant accomplishment that I think goes down in in sprint car history in a big way. So with that, we're going to step aside, continue talking some racing on the other side of a commercial break, but we will do this business and we'll be back with more
5: on curves and off-road recovery techniques this is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444
4: Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Randy Miller, Kyle McFadden joins us for the night. James Mellick, otherwise known as Red, punching buttons and keeping us going on this show. And we've talked everything from the NASCAR championships to... The World of Outlaws last call, which, by the way, the sprint car world has had so much silly season stuff going on. Tom, one little nugget of news that uh, I was able to help break today that I know you're going to appreciate because you uh, enjoy the event that he's won three times. Justin Peck has landed a full-time All-Star Circuit of Champions opportunity in the 13 car that Paul McMahon had driven the last couple years. He'll uh, hook up with that team for 2021 and go on the road for the first time, which is really cool, I think. Thanks.
2: Yeah, I watched him uh I went up to I went home to New York State um a couple of years back, I think or maybe it was last year. I think it was last year actually. And uh got to go to Utica Rome Speedway, a dirt track up there and watch the uh Circuit of Champions run All-Star Circuit of Champions and he was running in that. Um finished third actually in that race and, and ended up uh, get, uh with the the podium interview and all that. It was uh cool to see him doing that and i think um, justin's a driver that really in my mind has the talent to be somewhere higher in the sport mm. but you know hopefully he wants this to go, may be a launching pad
1: he wants to go full-time outlaw racing and he recognizes that maybe a couple years away but uh you know he's hoping to build himself a touring career here yeah. over the next couple of years and i you know what i think if he keeps on the path he's on he'll get an opportunity oh, i agree yeah, yep. for sure. With that said, uh, one more dirt nugget of news that came out earlier today that makes me very sad. It makes my heart hurt. Uh, the grandstand seating capacity for oh. the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals coming up in about two months' time, right now is going to be limited to twenty-five percent for that event. And Tom just. I struggle with this because the whole re, you know, if you go back to August, the whole reason the Knoxville Nationals were pushed back a year to 2021 and ha- and a replacement event was held was because they had already sold more tickets than the capacity they were going to have allowed and how you know, how do you pick which fans go to the event and which ones don't. So to me this is not a great situation to be in because traditionally with ticket renewals that place is virtually sold out to begin, you know, to begin with before you ever open ticket sales. So I just it's not going to feel the same. Like that building is always packed so you know wall to wall with people you can barely move. I just I I don't know how this is going to work, and I'm really disappointed to see it. I think the atmosphere is going to be totally different when I go get out there in January to Tulsa.
2: Well, um, I'll resist the strong urge that I have to be uh, cynical um, <clears throat> and make some obvious remarks, uh, but. Uh, and just simply say that I agree with you. I think it's uh, it's sad that um, it has to be so, and, and uh, it is definitely going to be. I mean, how do you do that? You'd, you'd almost have to do first come, first serve if you've tracked ticket sales in some way as by date or whatever. I don't know how you'd.
9: Or you could just, I mean, what about a raffle? Potentially just put all the people who bought a ticket, put them in a raffle and draw. If you draw twice, I don't know, how would you did you know. do that? You I, think or no? I have no idea. Have um, you heard how they're doing that at all, Jacob?
1: I'm, no, I mean I, we we literally just found out an hour ago that seating capacity was going to be
9: limited. So okay.
2: I don't know uh, how you do that, and I'm glad I'm not the person who has yeah. to make. Yeah, I the mean decision. that would be a pain
9: if you had to put like numbers into a a thing a roller and roll it, and then say, okay, well uh, Keith Smith gets one ticket, and then have to call Keith. The Smith The irony and of tell this him.
2: is that there are a number of people after spending a week with that indoor racing. That come back with what what they call the chili bowl flu, and it's basically your your head is just all messed up from yeah. the fumes. Yeah, um, we you have know. people
4: walking around the United States. With those so same now
2: fumes. you know we have something else we're worried about. So we cut the grandstand capacity. I have
1: heard I have heard rumors uh, of a mask mandate in the building uh, for for this year, which. Quite frankly, with the amount of fumes and everything it that be normally that way goes, every yeah, year, although that, it exactly. wouldn't help. But. Uh, I, I think it would to some extent with the fumes, honestly. Like, cut it back. Um, but uh, no, I, I have heard that as a realistic I would possibility. Think you'd have to. Um, so we'll, we'll see. But I'm just happy the event is going to go on in some form, yeah. Kyle, because we know the, it's one of the cornerstones of dirt racing in general, whether it's indoors or outdoors. And, you know, the Chili Bowl. Is just one of those things that you know. It 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 would be like if we canceled the Daytona Five Hundred, like it. You know, it's. I I was trying to even fathom, you know, what what do we do if the Chili Bowl gets canceled? And luckily, I, at least right now, we don't have to think about that.
3: Yeah, that's the start of the racing season. You know, the new racing season. So I mean, to start twenty twenty one with no Chili Bowl would have absolutely been heartbreaking. But we don't have to deal with that. At least, hopefully, right now. Hopefully, it stays that way. So. Um, but yeah, so it looks good that we actually have a plan Mm too, moving forward. Uh, you know, months out in advance, and not have to wait. You know, correct. Three weeks leading up into something. Not, not gonna say. Kyle Larson, the
1: reigning winner of the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals, and have not heard an inkling yet of what he might run in Mm -hmm. the Chili Bowl 2021. He's not well which midget would be what I was referring <laughs> I don't know the answer to, to that one. Um, anyway, I was Something getting Something good, probably. I, I, yeah. If I had to guess.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> y'all are really, y'all are really pushing d- buttons. Y'all hey, just it's drive okay. for
2: Bowman. I mean, heck, he's a teammate now.
1: Well, Bowman's already announced his two drivers. Um, it's it's going to be a question of whether Larson pulls his own midget out or whether, uh, I, I think, may, whether maybe Tucker Boat uh, Chad Boat Corey Tucker put a car together for him. Can can you imagine Larson and Bell being teammates again? Oh, they weren't last year cause, or the last couple years because Larson's run his own stuff and mm-hmm. Bell uh, has run for for Tucker Boat. But to see them, you know, be teammates again, if that were to come to pass, I think would be a very big deal and really really cool.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Starting P7 in tonight's 50-lap, World of Outlaws, Mort Building's late models feature at the dirt track at Charlotte.
1: Yeah, he can win from there. Outside yeah. of Jimmy Owen, he yeah, can win from there. Inside. Who's on the poll call? That's
2: uh, Dale McDowell, Dale Ricky Weiss. Wow. wow. Austin Kirkpatrick, Tim McCready, Chris Ferguson. Wow. I just had to read that twice. Chris Ferguson. Fergie, fifth. Yep. Um, Brandon Fer- you know what?
1: Fergie has been tremendously good in big, big money late model mm-hmm. races this he has. year. So. Yes i i Indeed. can't i can't and, and th- though the fans are limited if chris ferguson were to win that race they would burn the place to the ground
2: yeah well they they would come They would come close to that even if kyle strickler wins and he's p9 and nobody thinks about kyle strickler as a late model racer because you know everybody knows him right. in, in the modifieds but he can drive anything that you put on dirt so yeah
3: yes yeah he's a absolutely heck of a wheel man
1: Oh goodness! Uh, so we've gotten through that bit of breaking news and some of the other breaking news. I, I talked about Sprint Car Silly Season earlier, and if I try, if I re- Kyle, you know, if I if I start to get <laughs> You've on, you lived it. Yes. it's like ingrained I in you. I, I have, now. and 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 if I were to get into all the things that happened this week it's on Sprint natural. Car Silly Season. We would be here for a whole other hour. I'll try to summarize it in about 30 seconds. Uh, David Gravel leaving Jason Johnson Racing. Carson Macedo taking over that seat in the 41 car because Kyle Larson Racing is shutting down. For 2021, David Gravel is taking over the two car that Carrie Madsen was driving, and Kerry Madsen is going somewhere undetermined. Paul McMahon has left the 13 car, as we mentioned, Justin Peck going into that car starting this weekend. McMahon going over to uh, CJB Motorsports, which he used to drive for, to drive the 51 this weekend, and... Then there's the whole Parker Price Miller saga that has him bouncing between about four different teams and ending up back at Indy Race Parts. And I, that, that one almost had me confused for a couple of weeks. So there's going to be more to play out. The one, the one important nugget in all of this that I didn't mention in that whole sequence, Gio Selzi is not going back to NASCAR in 2021. He will stick on the sprint car side with KCP Racing. So Tom... You kept one on the dirt. You're welcome.
2: Well, that's good. It's about time somebody decided to stay there. Uh, Gio, ironic because he just won his first um, yeah. ARCA race, and uh, I guess he decided that he'd rather be a dirt racer, and honestly, I'm glad for him because we need more dirt f- stars of, of long term, not just mm-hmm. uh, work your way up and then take a right turn to Charlotte and race NASCAR. Yeah. So I'm yes. happy that he's... <laughs>
1: Oh, I love it, and I think Gio's going to be dangerous in the sprint car world for years to come.
2: I agree. Yeah, like, I did a
3: podcast with him two years ago, shortly after he won the National Open Prelim night, and he was all sold on, you know, the NASCAR pursuit. And now, with that mindset shift, it's going to be interesting to see how he evolves, you know, into... You know, the sprint car racer that we know he can become.
1: Oh, absolutely. I <laughs> so, I think we're only scratching the surface oh of Gio's potential in the sprint yeah. car world. He's only 18. Yeah. Let's remind everybody. He's just right. recently turned 18 about a month ago. So... You know, a, a lot of things to uh, to work with there. And I think he's with a team in KCP Racing that had Ian Madsen for a while. But now with Geo, they've got somebody they can grow with for the long term. I felt like they had kind of gotten a little stagnant with Ian behind the wheel. And now this change and getting some fresh ideas uh, in the form of Geo, who's worked on his own cars a bunch, I think that's going to be a really, really good pairing yes. for 2021.
2: Oh, I agree. 100%. Yep. I think Geo is definitely a star of the future. And I think he'll end up with one of the major teams uh, in the next couple of years.
3: And not only does he have the driving talent, but he can work on that race car, and he knows every nut and bolt on that car. Something very rare about, you know, Mm -hmm. just seems like the new... Especially for somebody that young. ...new guys, they don't seem to be that inclined to, you know, know as much as Gio and and what he knows.
1: Absolutely. Um, So we're coming up on another break, and... Uh, When we get into our next segment, we'll go ahead and make our picks across the board for all three series because it's my show and I say we can. We're only doing (laughs) points uh, in Fantasy for Cup, but we'll, uh, we'll offer picks for all three series on the show. We'll also offer some news that broke just before the start of this show that is still blowing my mind in terms of the local late model set. I, I, head spinning. Like, I have to kind of get my bearings here again and, and realize that this is actually happening in March. What's the happening? Rock! Yes. Well, Tom, Tom just kind of spoiled the surprise. I wasn't no, going to say it before we went Talk to about the wrestler. <laughs> Fair enough. We're going to step aside. <laughs> We're going to take a break.
8: We're going to come about? back.
1: Fantasy and more on Motorsports Madness powered by My Computer crew. Don't go anywhere.
8: When do you think of a plumber?
12: For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council.
0: Hi, this is Derek Crowe, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to
1: Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Randy Miller, Kyle McFadden, James Mellick, producing, and before we get into fantasy in this segment, Tom. Jacob. The Cars Tour, like, made my brain melt at about 6 <laughs> o'clock, because... My Computer Career can't fix that. No. No. I... <laughs> th- no. You're correct, and... The Cars Tour made my brain melt because at 6 o'clock they they announced their 2021 schedule. And I thought it was going to be normal, and some parts of it were. Nothing Cars does is normal. And then there was this little thing on March 6th, paying $10,000 to win
2: for late model stock cars at Rockingham. The Rock returns, and not to WWE. Rockingham Speedway apparently is once again alive, at least for a little while.
1: Well, so the new ownership group that took control of the racetrack in 2018 has said, and they ha- they delivered a comprehensive plan to bring racing back to Rockingham. And this, I, it looks as though is the first step towards that road of potentially getting NASCAR back if you can prove you can run, you know, a tour like the Cars Tour or something like that, do it successfully and then hopefully make the the upgrades you need to make to be able to get a truck race or an Xfinity race back. I mean, we're going towards 2022 where NASCAR has said they're going to make more schedule changes and I think a return to Rockingham for 22 would be tremendous. So, let's see what the Cars Tour does in 21. The only thing, Tom, that makes me nervous about this, a 1-mile oval is going to put a ton of strain on the equipment for these late model stocks, particularly the particularly the motors. This is almost like Daytona for these
2: cars. Yeah, um it's been done uh before and but honestly, I don't like it to it, just being honest. I, I mean, I love the idea, but to me putting late model stocks on a mile track there is no lifting. You your foot to the floor it, it, they're going to average probably somewhere around 170 miles an hour, somewhere in that vicinity, um, 160 in that area, too fast for those cars. And what happens is you basically have to build a car specifically for that race, just like you do at Bristol, because nothing else is like either of them. And if you crash it, it's gone. There is no tearing the bumper off and finishing the race. If you crash at Rockingham, you have lost a race car. Just like at Bristol, it becomes a junkyard in the infield. I love the idea of this, guys, but I I just am not a big fan of weight uh, models on tracks that big.
4: Randy, thoughts? I, I again with Tom. I like the idea of doing different things and trying something different. But I mean, there comes a time when you have to look at your competi- like look at your competitors, the people that are that are a part of the car store every year. And get their input on stuff, and say, you know, hey, what do you guys think about going to the Rock? I mean, well, maybe are you they did. Willing? Maybe they did. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. But I, I mean, maybe the majority ruled. And they're like, yeah, let's go. And then they're yeah, like, drivers Wait a are
2: their own worst enemies.
4: They look at the, how much money it's paying, and not necessarily yeah, exactly. you know the outcome of what happens if you yep. don't win fifty thousand dollars, but instead you crash a hundred. And, Something, uh, $1,000 race car.
1: Yeah, something like that. Uh, Speaking of big paying races, the old North State Nationals returns to Orange County Speedway in April on that car tour. Schedule $30,000 to win for the late model stock cars tour and then a $20,000 to win show for the super late models at Jennerstown in Pennsylvania. uh, are the other two uh, really marquee races on the Cars Tour calendar. Of course, they co-sanction at Bristol with uh, CRA and the Southern Super Series and co-sanction at Nashville Fairgrounds. But as far as purely Cars races, Jennerstown and... uh, Orange County are the two big ones, and I want I want to get to the Orange County race, Tom. We, you and I both know that place puts on some tremendous racing, and it's going to be good next year. Yeah,
2: I love Orange County; it's one of my favorite tracks in the entire country, and I've I've spotted late model races there. It is absolutely insane because you can run three wide there all day long if you want to. Um, yes. And and so it's just one of those tracks that's it's just so much fun to watch races at. It's so much fun to spot races at. Um, I love the fact that they put it back there. This it was supposed to be there this year, obviously, but COVID moved it to um, uh, Florence. And uh, indeed, uh, was, no uh, Greenville, uh, Greenville, yeah, Greenville, and, yeah. And that was a uh, a great show at Greenville. But uh, glad to see it back at Orange County where it started. Yes, where it belongs.
1: absolutely, uh, and. For more information, you can check out carsracingtour.com. Plug there for Jack McNally and uh, Tony Stevens and all the folks over there. With that said, let's get to fantasy and picks and all that fun stuff in this segment. We will start with the truck series. I will go to Randy Miller first, and uh, I will get you to redux the points when we get to the cup side of things. But who are you liking? Let's give... uh, Race win and championship, or just one? If you think a championship contender is going
4: to win the race? Yeah, I'm all about winner take all mentality for for these picks. So I'm, I'm taking Sheldon Creed, win and championship. Kyle McFadden. Um. Oh boy. <laughs> I you, think, you only have four options. Well, not necessarily. Well, right. If you're. I think. think it that way.
3: Zane Smith is going to win the championship. I think
1: Tom's going to agree with you. Um Tom is going to agree. Just a gut feeling.
2: I yeah, just I, f- I was sure I'd be the only one uh picking Zane Smith here, but uh, Zane Smith is is going to be my pick. He's going to win the race and the championship as a rookie. As a rookie.
1: First rookie champion since Eric Jones if he can pull it off, by the yep. way. Eric did it back in 2015 when there was not a playoff yep. for the trucks. I think a GMS is going to get it, but not Zane Smith. I think Brett Moffitt is going to become a two-time NASCAR Truck Series champion. James Malik, you don't have a Toyota to pick for the championship.
9: Nope. I think Brett Moffitt takes the championship. Uh, my buddy's going to get him one. And I think the 16 truck, Austin Hill, they make it three in a row. Ending the year, I think they know how to go out on a bang. Scott knows how to do it, and I think that team's going to do it.
1: I do think Hattori is going to have a shot. If uh, you know, uh, and to me, I think my championship pick. You know, I think it could end easily, just like what you just said. I think you know, I, I do believe Moffat will win the championship. I wouldn't at all be surprised if that sixteen goes out and wins the race on on Friday night. I think, uh, like you said, Scott Zippidelli is a very smart crew chief, and uh, he's going to have a shot. Xfinity. I will start with, you know what, we'll start with Malik.
9: Uh, Let's go championship. I'll take, I'm going to go with the underdog. Everybody thinks Justin doesn't have a shot. I'm going to take Justin to win the championship. As in Haley, correct? Allgaier. Allgaier. Yeah. Okay, wow. A lot of people don't think he's got a shot, I'm going to take the underdog here because usually in every single one of these championships, there is an underdog that comes and pulls one out, usually every year. Okay. And I think this year it's going to be the Xfinity one that happens to have the underdog. That's true. Uh, For the race, um, um, it's hard to bet right now against that 20 team. They are on a roll. They really are. I mean, they went and won Texas, came back and won that one, and then went and won Martinsville. So right now it's hard to bet against that 20 team because they're on a roll.
1: Melick and I are on the exact same page when it comes to the race win. And th- I, I, I promise you, this was not planned. I was going to pick him regardless. Harrison Burton, I really, I do believe, is going to end the season with three straight wins. That 20 team is absolutely firing on all cylinders right now. He can go anywhere and win. I think Harrison Burton wins the race. As far as the championship, right name, wrong driver. I I, I, I bet against him. I'm not going to do it a second time. Dark Horse Justin Haley gets the title.
2: Tom, well, welcome to the bandwagon. I I was there about two months ahead of you. <laughs> um, race winner, I believe what I see. You know how what my rule is. I believe what I see, but I also believe that it's not always going to be exactly what you see. Noah Gregson will win the race Ooh. at Phoenix. Okay, um, and the championship goes to Dark Horse Eleven Justin Haley. Okay.
3: Kyle. I don't want to be Mr. Cliche, but come on. Chase Briscoe. Let's not kid Race ourselves. Race and guys. championship. Race and championship. Let's not kid ourselves. Come on. 10 wins and the championship.
4: Okay. Randy. <laughs> so, for the record, uh, the group picked Endfinger uh, for trucks and Briscoe for uh. Of course series, he but did. Ah, uh, yes. Of course <laughs> he did. <laughs>
2: he's the only one that goes out on shorter limbs than Sealman.
4: That's that's very true. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He learned from the best <laughs> audience. Yeah, so. Exactly. And, uh, um. But so for for me, I I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with uh, with Justin Haley. Uh, I'm gonna say race win and championship. He's just gonna he's just gonna go out there and go for Brooke. So okay. Wow. All right. Cup Series fantasy point three set. Randy Miller, where are we sitting? Well, everybody has five thousand points because I'm lazy and don't feel like doing anything Do other than setting them have over. Sure, we'll give you five thousand points. I'm, the I'm in the championship i I'm in the giving mood. We're like Oprah Winfrey in here. Let's we'll give everybody points. Everybody uh, so has anyway. five um, thousand. Everybody starts <laughs> with five thousand points because that's the way that. The championship works. So everybody has the same amount of points, and then that's how it goes. So back in February, we all picked who we thought were going to be the final four. Do you have
3: those?
1: I,
4: I don't have them all because my computer uh, has died. But I do know to see that. that three of the four of us actually have a driver still alive in the championship. That does not include uh, Mr. Soman. Ouch. Uh, but... Uh, Tom has Danny Hamlin, I have Chase Elliott, and Nick has uh, Joey Logano. So oh, I missed, I guess. We each have a different <laughs> driver. <laughs> I thought uh, I was
9: in. I was all pumped there. <laughs> well, no, you're
2: you,
4: in. You've got you, Joey you, Logano.
9: No, Nick. Nick. Nick DeGroote. Oh, Nick, Sorry. Nick DeGroote, yeah. My
4: yeah, bad. The, the other two, sadly, are, are no longer part of this. So oh,
9: hey, at least I'm in the same boat
4: as you there, Jacob. Yeah, because you
9: had Kyle Busch at the start of the year.
4: Yeah, I did. Yeah, oh, some of us did. Uh, have, so I thought it would be a cool idea to, to say – do you want to trade your championship final four pick to pick somebody else of the final four and a different race winner, or are you just going to go for broke and say that double or nothing in this case? And I think me and Nick both have decided to go all in. So Nick is picking Logano for both race win and championship. I am taking Chase Lillette for both race win. And championship because I he's my only hope.
1: I kind of have point. I have to trade in because my my I think I picked Harvick at the start of you, the year. you didn't did I? yeah
4: you don't you you and you and Red don't have anybody to trade in yeah, for so yeah so we have we have
1: to pick again different things so. um I'll let McFadden pick first though before I go
3: this is Denny Hamlin's year um I I truly believe that he's ready and uh. I think he has to win on Sunday. I don't think. I mean, he just has to get it done. Um, but I do think it's his year. Um, seven wins, right? Uh, just lost a race team. Um, it just, I just think this is his year. Race win and championship. All right. So I have to
9: pick
1: again. I am picking two crew. Brad Keselowski, race win, championship. Melik.
9: The eleven car. I have to go with the eleven. I was making <laughs> I was sure I had say, my mic you can't on pick there. Chris Bell yeah, I can't pick Chris Bell. Not to win the championship yeah. anyway. Um, as much as I hope we win the race there, which I believe we do have a shot to do after my a strong outing that we there. just had the last two weeks, here. both of them. Yes. Uh We have a shot, I believe, here to do it. I think Hamlin takes the championship, and I think he finished P two right behind the ninety five.
4: Yeah. Nice. Hey,
1: you know what? We're finishing at the one track where I think Bell could contend, actually contend to yeah. and. and that car's been good the last couple weeks. It y'all has. y'all have been rolling.
9: And I think he finishes right behind us, but he takes the championship.
4: So the question remains, Tom, are you going to <laughs> go all in on Denny Hamlin, or are you going to pick somebody else to win the race and championship? Um, or are you going to split the difference? Well, I'm, the the I'm,
2: I'm, not, I'm, go, I'm not going all in on Denny Hamlin because I, I, don't, I don't believe that Denny's going to win the race or the championship. Um, I, again, I believe what I see. Chase Elliott is the tiger in this tank, and I think Chase Elliott wins the race and the title. Nice.
4: Oh, wow. wait. Hang on. We can't duplicate. And you picked I mean, Chase. We, well, I, I picked Chase because he's the only person I have left in my well, final but, four. But so. we
2: can't have a split winner here.
4: That's very true.
2: So we pro- I guess right. we well, I'll go with it for now but we you're going to have to figure out how to deal with that cuz somebody take, has
9: to win out. You can take the 11 if you want it cuz that's what you originally had and I'm out so it shouldn't really matter that's, should it? Well, so, so if you want the 11 that's you can take true. it.
4: Cuz technically Jacob and Red aren't part are they, they don't have technically a chance okay. to win the championship. So is I'm picking pick
2: four, I so. in my I believe Chase Elliott's going to win the championship in the ra- in the race but I'll, I'll go with Hamlin just cuz. Okay. Sounds good. For our fantasy. All right. We'll go
5: to break. We'll be back in just a minute.
0: but it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cupbearer. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force.
6: Hi, I'm Cody Connor,
10: and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: This is appropriate for our last segment because it allows me two minutes to make an impassioned plea. Dear world at large that pays attention to racing, will somebody please... Sponsor Cody Connor to go to the Snowball Derby, I'm begging you, please, the kid only just sat on the pole for the All-American 400 at Nashville Fairgrounds last weekend and finished top 10 with a family-run car that even in Cody's own estimation probably didn't deserve to, to be as high as it was. The kid... It's everything and then some out of his equipment. My gosh, Tom, what do we have to do to get him to Pensacola?
2: Um, I'm more worried about what we have to do to get him to the truck series for 2021. He's, he is definitely ready for that. He's 19, uh, going to be 20. He's a He is just a marketing person's dream. Um, I, I don't know why he, you know, somebody's got to jump on his bandwagon and get him into a truck ride for the 2021 season. But I do agree. I like to see him go to the snowball.
1: I would love it. Uh so we do have overtime coming up uh Comic Fadden, but uh th- thoughts as we come to the end of the radio portion of our show. Have have we have we run you off or would you come back again?
3: Oh no, I I would totally come back. Um maybe get more sleep, you know, <laughs> and actually have some some notes ready, but uh, no, it, it was fun. He, um, he's a little he's I a little fun. jet
1: lagged still. By the time he gets methanol at yeah, the dirt track on an
3: Friday, an we're going to be
2: good. I was going to say you can't be jet lagged. You're from PA,
3: Maryland. Oh, Maryland. Oh, so that's even closer for yeah, from PA. PA. something like yeah. that. PA, anyway, possibly.
1: TV overtime coming up. We'll have more, but right now for Tom, Kyle, Randy, I'm Jacob Sealman. keep it off the wall. We'll see you when we see you.
0: You've been listening to Motorsports Madness powered by MyComputerCareer.edu
1: And we're back. It is overtime for Motorsports Madness, uh, powered by Edu training for a better life. I'm still Jacob Seelman. Tom Baker is still on the other side across from me. Randy Miller is still hiding behind a computer monitor. Kyle McFadden is still here. We haven't run him off yet. And James Mellick is still punching buttons. And we are going to talk about the event that Kyle and I were at last night. Tom wanted to be, couldn't quite make it. But the second edition of the Keith Coons Motorsports Give Back Classic, powered by Rowdy Energy, took center stage at Millbridge Speedway. Comic Fadden, it was your first experience yeah, before barn we, burner. before we get into the racing itself. What was your what were your thoughts about the racetrack? I gotta know.
3: Man, it was awesome. Um, I like to think I know a good racetrack when I see one. Millbridge is is up there. That was that was a fantastic race. Fantastic atmosphere, just all around, just great racetrack. Would love to see the USAC midgets there. Please make that happen, Jacob. Whatever however we can get that I mean you know, I am however going, we can work I'm on supposed
1: that. to be going out to California for the Hangtown one hundred in a couple weeks. Maybe I can yank on Levi Jones
3: sleeve. I don't understand bit. why they aren't there, you know, but I
1: mean if they can run it uh, if they can run at Port City Raceway, which is even smaller than Millbridge, they can run at Millbridge? Is it? Yeah. Hey, Port City's an eighth mile.
3: I mean, they've ran an action track USA. An eighth mile? Yes. So midgets on an wow. eighth mile.
9: Get of me yards yards for is that, that one. one. Is it bigger than the <laughs> racetrack? Midget sorry, is it one. bigger than the racetrack at uh, Indy that they have over there in Turn Three? Uh, Indy's a tiny, tiny
1: bit bigger. It's a fifth mile, I think, instead of a sixth. Okay, so
9: I just wasn't sure. I mean, they're pretty close to size. They at least look it, from what I can tell. So something, yeah,
1: no. Uh, but Ky- I, 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 <laughs> Kyle got wide-eyed real quick when yeah. when we got up to it the tower. Nice, I saw man. his eyes
3: go. And the tower too. <laughs> don't I mean? I could talk about the tower a few minutes here too
2: well Great yeah and, and I mean that, that place at one time was an absolute dump and uh, Jeremy and Ashley Burnett have done a, an amazing job over the last you know six seven years however long I've been there I've, I've lost track now of, of really just continuously improving that track um, and when they first talked about bringing micros <laughs> I kind of looked at Ashley and went Really? Uh, you better raise your fence a little bit. Um, but they've, you know, they've made the changes that they've needed to make. And the Micros put on a great show. And, of course, so of the Outlaws, uh, you need to see an Outlaws race there. But the Micros put on a, a great show. And I think um, I think Millbridge is one of the uh, nicest. I'm calling it a short track, but um, little car tracks mm-hmm. in the in the nation. They do a, mm-hmm. a really nice yeah. job there.
1: Yeah, Yeah. it's been a lot of fun. Let's uh, talk a little bit about the racing program itself. Two nights, uh, we had preliminaries on Tuesday, uh, the finale, which Kyle was in town for, Mm -hmm. on Wednesday. 100, I'm not stuttering, 107 cars, 600 micros, attempted to make the show. We started 20. Tom, it's the biggest single day or single class, sorry, car count in the history of Millbridge Speedway. When 2011, when the place opened, I think we'd have been happy just to get 30 cars in one class, let alone 107.
2: Well, yeah, and, you know, again, for the micros, that's huge. We've seen that for the the, the big outlaw race uh, in the past. We've seen over 100. But um, for micros, that's amazing, honestly, and I think it shows that that division now is— mm-hmm. That's a big track for that division um, and is 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 kind of been accepted mm-hmm. and adopted now.
1: And when you talk about names like Kyle Larson, yes. Christopher Bell, yep. Ricky Stenhouse, Justin Grant, Cannon McIntosh, Dace and Pursley, uh, Chase Cabry was in action. Jerry Coons Jr. I got back that. in yeah. a micro. I was yep. surprised. Um, Carson Quapple uh, some of the locals. Gavin Boeschel was impressive. Brent Cruz was impressive. I mean, this was an all-star cast. And yet, Kyle, <laughs> I'm saying this to you because you're from up that way. Yeah. It came down to three posse members. I did. Podium sweep. Pennsylvania. So, sweep. Yeah. Brian I Carver mean, taking the win. Alex Bright, Brendan yeah. Bright second and third. Yeah. And those three put on an absolute masterclass the final 20 laps of that race
3: for sure i mean up in pa the micro class up there it's so cutthroat just the talent Boys. and the car count up there um you know it's very reminiscent of the of the late model scene or well, uh, the big sprint car you know, scene right really. so I mean. um not surprised that the pa guys put on a show but i mean to, to sweep the podium in a field of that caliber is really impressive and Hats off to Brian Carver, who ran a great race last night and timed that restart perfectly. He did. Uh, Took the 12 laps to go? Or, 13 or thir- to go. 13 to, 13 to go, go. 13 to go.
1: Yeah. yep. So. And here was the biggest shocker of the whole thing, Tom. Brian Carver wins the race, pulls into victory lane. First <laughs> words as he climbs out of the car. Give me the money! He turned
2: down a Keith Coons Chili Bowl ride. I'm not surprised. Um, I mean, everybody thinks that you know, the whole point of this exercise is because everybody wants to go run the Joey Bowl. I I think the point of the exercise is that this is now considered to be an all-star event that everybody wants to win. Not everybody wants to go run a midget at the Chili Bowl. It's not cheap. I know you get the ride for free, but you still got to pay to go out there and spend a week and all that stuff. So not surprised that somebody turned it down, but I, I would imagine that there were probably some, um, shall we say, miffed, people cuz the whole point of the exercise is to put somebody in the chili bowl. Right. That's why they call it the give back. Classic.
1: Right. So, by declining the uh chili bowl ride, he got an extra $10,000 yes. bonus on yep. top of the original 5 grand nice. to win. So, $15,000 yeah. going back to Pennsylvania with Brian Carber and Alex Bright was second came up and uh, in our post-race press conference, Kyle mm-hmm. said that he was a little disappointed Carber didn't take the chili bowl ride.
3: <laughs> yeah. Alex was going for that Chili Bowl ride, too, so um, have to feel for him. Um, but, no, I mean, Brian ran a, a great race, hung in there when he needed to, and uh, made the pass going into turn three there, threaded the needle. Uh, and that was that. So,
2: Let me tell you what that shows you is talent is talent. Yes. It doesn't matter if you're a cupper or whatever. You get to a place like Millbridge, talent is talent. It's yeah, not about horsepower right that, and big yeah. money. Correct.
1: And speaking of uh, speaking of talent, it actually fell the opposite direction, Kyle, because the shocker in that A feature, Christopher Bell trying to go for the
3: lead yeah. on lap
1: 17
3: and spun himself out. Yeah, he wasn't the only one, though, that, you know, tried the sweeping slider going into one, up the bank in, and turned two and just lost his... There were several that tried it during
1: the prelim. uh, The alphabet soup and flipped.
3: Yeah, for sure. So, um, definitely didn't hit his marks there. Uh, Didn't go according to plan. But uh, yeah, no, that was early in the race too. Yeah, a rare, a rare (laughs) Um, mistake by Christopher Bell.
2: If Christopher Bell wins. He's now driving for KKM, the again. Chili Bowl again. again. So I guess the point is that he's going to have a ride either way. He's just yeah. trying to win the race and have a good time. I think yeah,
1: he'd basically. have taken the 15000 yeah, honestly. Bell, yeah. Be- Be- Bell would like the money for sure. Um, yeah. I- I was I was shocked to see the mistake, but at the same time, you know, Bell said afterwards that's one of those things. You screw up, you learn from it, you don't do it again, and come back stronger. So, I mean, he's gonna end. He, you know, he's he's gonna end the year on a high. I think we may see him go out to California for the Hangtown 100. I hope at least a
9: high note. He's gonna end it on a really high note.
1: He's about to go win Phoenix. What are you talking about,
9: <laughs>
1: Melick? <laughs> the vote of confidence.
2: Well, I mean, after all, he is yes. on the team.
1: Oh, say, hey, Melick. Before before we go, by the way, um, that that brings up because you're the teardown specialist. Do you actually have a couple more days in the shop when that car gets back? Do you guys have to to tear it down so it can go back? to Gibbs
9: yeah we uh, we're all gonna be working through the end of next week doing teardown okay. and helping get parts back to Gibbs and Bob Levine and the family uh, thank them so much for everything they've done throughout this time and they are actually keeping everybody under payroll until the end of the month so they're giving everybody two extra weeks of pay instead of just cutting you off right down awesome. there which is something they didn't have to do uh, but that's a big help because that allows you to be able to at least make bills at the start of December so thank you very much to Bob and uh, their family
1: we, we are going to miss Bob Levine in the Cup Series. I know I am. I hope he stays on Twitter uh, you know, for, for the future yeah. and can offer some analysis. So he's been a great, great voice in the NASCAR Cup Series garage 10 years' worth, and it's going to be weird not seeing them in the field when we get around to the Daytona 500 in February. With that, though, overtime already coming to an end. I'm a little bummed about that, but thanks again to everybody for tuning in. We'll be back to The Madness Thing all over again next week. See ya.